Welcome back to a second series of Leash Connects podcasts, where we meet more of the dedicated people who are there to support you and your community in the wonderful county of Leash. So my guests today are Josephine Rigney and Bernie Carroll. Josephine is the HSE Resource Officer for Suicide Prevention for Leash and Offaly and also a life coach in private practice. And Bernie is the Suicide Bereavement Liaison Officer with Pieta Midlands. Bernie is also a counsellor and psychotherapist in private practice. Guys, welcome back. Just to give a context to what we're going to talk about today, I just think the podcast that we recorded on living with loss was such a powerful conversation and I have received a lot of really positive feedback from it. I think a nice follow-on to that would be talking about living with hope. I might even call it living with hope as a compliment to that conversation. And I'd like us maybe to talk around the idea of hope, like what does it mean? Can it be developed? Even what causes the loss of hope in some people's lives? And then even like, can it be repaired? Maybe also get some of your ideas that we can do to maybe rebuild or even strengthen our hope as we go through the different sort of challenges of life. What does hope mean for you? Well, I think, Anthony, when you think of the word, it's a small word. It's perhaps a very simple word, but it can mean so much and so different to everybody. It's very unique, isn't it? And I think really, too, it's an inherent part of being a human being because everything we do, everything in our lives, everything we do, everything we plan, hope is a fundamental part of that. And if you look at the dictionary in the meaning of what is hope, it means an expectation or a desire for something, a particular thing to happen. But to actually live in hope, to actually have hope in our lives, that means to us individually is that we want an outcome, a better outcome for ourselves. Maybe we want something, a desire for something, life to be better in some way. And having hope, no matter what part in our lives, no matter what's going on in our lives, what experiences we're going through, it can really help us. You know, even if we're going through good times, it can be a motivator. It can keep us striving to move forward and give us goals to work on. Even if we're looking forward to just good weather at the weekend to spend time with our families and friends, or if we're looking for striving for goals in our career or our work, hope is fundamental in our lives. When life then is not such a good place for us, when we're not feeling so positive or optimistic about the future or even about the present, Hope then can give us something to look forward to. How could life be a little bit better for us? What could we bring into our lives that would make things a little bit easier for us? Even that creating that picture in our minds, even that visualising of how things could be, that helps us, I think, that can bring up our energy, our motivation in the present. And it can make us feel better in the present. And then give us the ability and the opportunity to be able to maybe take the first step to moving forward. In my own personal life, and I'm sure any of the people that are listening to us today, we can all identify places in our lives when hope has been really helpful to us. It just helps us to put that one step forward to keep going in life. Can it be developed, Bernie, or is just the way you're born? I think you have to develop hope, Anthony. I don't think we're born with this, without a doubt. I think it is, like many of our strengths, it's one of our greatest strengths, and we do have to develop it along with what we need when we experience negative events in our lives, such as we need determination, we need courage to face another day. I don't believe we're born with it, but I do believe that we develop it. I wasn't expecting you to say that. I thought it was just the way you were. So hope is something that I can develop within myself. It surely is. And I want to draw on a word that Josephine said there. And it was optimism. And you spoke of optimism. So when I think of happiness, say, and I think of optimism, there are great emotions to feel. Any emotion, it's what we feel. 
I feel happy. I feel optimistic, but I also feel hopeful. I believe that happiness and optimism has not got the same meaning as hope because for me anyway, and I think I speak for many others, we can nearly fake optimism. We can fake happiness because I'm sure you'll both agree with me that for some, we portray a persona to the outside world. We want people to see what we want them to see. We perfect that persona. So for me, happiness and optimism can't exist without hope. But hope can exist without happiness and optimism. Because when I think of happiness and optimism, hope is the deepest of the three emotions. We feel happy and we feel optimistic in the world that we live in. We feel happy and optimistic in the work that we do because it's worth doing. So I do feel that we have to develop hope the same way as we develop many other strengths. But I think we've all been through experiences where we've really had to call on our deepest strength within us to have a little bit of hope. When something really distressing happens, when we go through a personal tragedy, we can't see a future. And as you say, the happiness, the optimism is gone. And hope might be the only thing that we can cling on to. And we don't even know what we're hoping for. We could be just hoping for something better. Just the belief that... The day is going to be easier. Some morning I'm going to get up and face the day and it's not going to be as tough for me to look forward to that. And hope is really the only thing that we can cling to in that piece because, as you said, the optimism is gone, the happiness is gone. But just please let it get a little bit better. Let this pass. Absolutely, Josephine. And that's why, for me, hope has to be real. It has to be based on something that I can reach out for, that I can achieve. It has to be tangible. Hope is what we have I feel when we have a positive relationship with ourselves. I see hope as one of my greatest strengths, along with many others that I developed during the course of my life. And I can certainly say that hope was my driving tool when I was experiencing negative events in my life. Now, I can only speak for myself, but I really firmly believe that there is no mountain that cannot be climbed. There is no challenge or obstacle that we cannot walk through if we firmly hold on to hope. And we know that hope is associated with positive effects like increased happiness, health outcomes and life satisfactions. And this hope helps us, it buffers us up when we're experiencing difficult events. Like you said, Josephine, it's very important to acknowledge that not everybody experiences hope, especially those at this time, if they're coming through tragic circumstances, if they're really struggling with their mental health. They may have a tendency to fall into a sense of hopelessness. And I think it's very important to acknowledge that. And so it nearly like poses the question, what hope is not for many people at this time? Hope is something that can be lost. Absolutely. And I think sometimes if we maybe hope for a specific thing, therefore being hopeful can be quite a vulnerable thing because if we project our desire, our anticipation, our hope on something specific coming into our lives, you know, we're going to get a job, we're going to... I don't know, go on a particular holiday or build a particular house or whatever. But if it's very specific, we're going to get results in our exams. And then that doesn't happen. There's a danger then that we might feel when the desire and the anticipation is gone, when the feeling of the desire and anticipation for what we wanted is gone. What goes into that void then? Negative thoughts. Maybe we get angry. Maybe we get ungrateful for what we do have in our lives. It's like a child opening a present. Like maybe a child wanted a particular thing, but if they don't get what they want, they might get throw a tantrum and get angry and ungrateful for what they got. 
So I think we have to be very, very careful about what we hope for. Yes, of course, it's great to hope and aspire and move forward and have goals for things uh, to better our lives. But at the same time, not to be that specific, to see that if we don't get the particular thing, that there is still something good in what we did get. And maybe hope can just be the possibility, the potential. Like Desmond Tutu, I think there's a saying, hope is the light in the darkness. No matter how dark it is, the light, then the light is not a particular something, but it's the potential for something good. And I know when I was going through a really bad period in my life, when I had a family bereavement, I couldn't see what I wanted for my life to make it better. I, d- I didn't have the strength to be able to visualise that or actualise that. I just wanted to feel better. I just was hoping for something. Life was going to be easier, that I could get up in the morning and the day was going to be easier. It was that light I was looking for. You know, that potential, the possibility for something good. And then because of that, I suppose I was more open then to whatever good was going to come towards me. So therefore, I didn't turn away from the potential, the opportunities that came to me because I was open to the possibility and the potential of what hope could bring into my life. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely, Josephine. And, you know, you reminded me of how hope can be looked at in different ways. And it goes back to, I suppose, my own personal experience of prior to my mum passing away, she was struggling with two conditions. And when the GP advised us of the condition that was most likely to take her in the end, I sat with the hope that she wouldn't struggle that she would have very little pain. And as a family, we spoke of the hope that when it came to that time, that we would be able to come through it and come through our grieving process, both as individuals and as a family. And there was every reason for me to hope that mum would survive for as long as the powers to be would allow it. And that's what I felt at the time. And that's what I hoped at the time. And, you know, it was darn near impossible to stop hoping that the person that I loved so dearly and the person that loved me was going to pass away. And because our basic instinct is our need to survive, I knew that I wanted my mum to survive, but I also knew that she wanted to survive as well. And then following that, it was the hope that we would come through our grief journey in the best way possible and find purpose and meaning in our life again because I think that's the peace that we need when we hold on to hope we need meaning again we need to reignite that spark that we feel that's within us all but sometimes because of life events we disconnect from that spark really aligned to what you said as well that hope is very empowering because when we have hope it it can empower us things will get better you're being complicit in that that you're actually being empowered to make things better you know just not standing back and letting the world make the better place for you but you're actually being empowered to move forward and find meaning and find the meaning in the losses that we encounter what was the good in that so it's empowering us to be ourselves and to have that self-belief and that trust in ourselves we can make the right choices we can see things in the right way so it's a very empowering emotion, I think, to have hope. Can it be repaired if a person loses hope? As you're talking there, I'm thinking of is hope something that you invest in? I can remember you mentioned before, Bernie, in the conversation about living with loss, about faith. You described it as different people have different sort of appetites, you know, hunger. Some people have stronger appetite than others. I'm getting a sense then hope, in your view, is something that you invest in. Think about financial investment. Some people may have more money than others. So some people may have a stronger appetite for investing in hope. And I'm wondering if you've been hit in life with a couple of things that have set you back and you've lost it, 
or it seems like you've lost it? Can it be something that's repaired again? Can it be something that can be built up again? I think so. There's two parts of that, but probably first of all, can we develop ourselves as a hopeful person prior to encountering something where we need our hopes? And that piece, I think, is really being investing in ourselves, but in a mental and a physical way. So eating well and sleeping well and making healthy choices in our lives and being open to acknowledging the beauty of the world and the beauty of the people around us and being kind and acts of kindness and goodness. And having all of those in our lives gives us the foundation for being more hopeful. If we do encounter a negative experience in our life. You're more likely to be hopeful if you're paying more attention to your health and well-being. Exactly, yes. We're rejuvenating ourselves. We're giving back to ourselves. Yeah, we have. We're creating that foundation of being hopeful and acknowledging the world and what we can do and what we're giving to the world. And then also, I think if we then experience a negative situation or an experience in our life, having that buffer and level of hopefulness can help us in that situation. Now, of course, we can lose all hope, all belief in our life, depending on the loss, depending on the situation that we have encountered. And then how do we repair ourselves? But I know from I experienced the loss in my life, how did I get through that? It was by acknowledging myself and what I had achieved in the past, how had I got through experiences in the past in my life by valuing myself. Sometimes that was really hard to do, of course, but by looking back and seeing how I was as a person, by spending time with things that resonated with my spirit, like spending time in nature, going for walks, my quiet time was really important to me at that time. Processing my thoughts, that was really good for me to get through that point. Spending time with positive people and trying to soak up the positive energy in people around us. The one thing I would say that helped me was giving myself the push and the opportunity to have a bit of courage to take a step forward. One baby step led to the next step and that really got me through that situation. Of course, I do acknowledge it's not an easy process. It's a long process for some people. It's a complex process for some people and it's different for everybody else. What about for you, Bernie? Is it hard to repair the loss of hope in your view? In my experience, Anthony, of working with the bereaved families when they're in that place when all hope is gone, just for that time until they begin to find meaning in their life again. So when I work with bereaved families, my aim is to bring hope back into their lives as they continue to struggle with the grieving process. And there is no avoiding the fact that we deal with losses. There's loves lost, there's lives lost, there's job lost, there's financial loss. You mentioned that earlier. There's relationship loss, sense of certainty, sense of security in life. And when that happens, we have to dig deep to be able to connect with our resilience, to be able to connect with the hope that one day, I'm forever saying this, and I've heard you say it a few times, Josephine, that one day this too shall pass. And how I work with all of that is in hoping to bring hope back into the person's life. I tend to do a lost lifeline. And in that lost lifeline, I tend to look at what strengths that they had to get them through what they're struggling with. And we can come up with them strengths together, like the courage to face another day, like the determination, the perseverance to put up whatever other challenge that they're faced with. And I also look at the loss within the loss, because there's always a loss within a loss. There's a loss of a sense of certainty going forward. There's a loss of a further relationship with the loved one. And people look at me when I say there's also gains within our losses. And it's very hard to be able to find them gains when you're in the midst of your grief and your sense of uncertainty. And in my own personal experience, Anthony, you asked that earlier, them gains for me was 
I gained a deeper understanding of others. I gained a deeper empathy for others. I gained a more appreciation of life and I gained a different identity from it all. Because when we lose someone we love, things does change. Will it ever be the same again? No. Will there be sadness? Yes. Will there be tears? Yes. There'll also be hope that tomorrow is a better day. And we can hope for a better tomorrow. We can hope for that healing. We can hope for peace. I think with the right support, with just a simple listening ear to others, you don't have to be an expert to sit and listen to someone who is struggling with a feeling of hopelessness. You can just show them compassion and non-judgmental attitude and simply listen with the ear of your heart. And that's to me, is the greatest way of repairing hope. Because the healing is in the relationship. When you listen to somebody, when you listen with the ear of your heart, then that person knows that you're giving them hope. Because my aim would be to reignite that spark in that person as they come through their journey. It's nearly like trusting the process that it will pass, that if we try to rush it and to get through a situation, we're not giving it the time for all of those gains, as you said, to come to us and our understanding. So it's to sit with it and not to rush and to have that trust that my hope, my strengths, my hope for the future, my strengths that I have now, those combined will get me through whatever the situation, how bad it seems, it will get me through and not to rush that process. Yeah, and but that's why life is a lifelong process, mm. Josephine. And I always say human life is unpredictable. Human beings are fragile. So we need to look after ourselves. We need to look after each other. And it goes back to what you said about just walking, eating well, sleeping well, exercising well, engaging in the environment. Once we do that we can maintain a positive view of the world. And I always say, courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is the little voice at the end of the day that says, I will try again tomorrow. The beauty about being hopeful too is, I think it's contagious too. People pick that up from us, you know, if we're positive and if we have a hope for the future, it really is contagious and we get that vibe nearly from somebody. And granted, that is hard sometimes to be always hopeful. But if we have a general appreciation for life and what it's giving us, the more it can give us in the future, inherently that allow us to be hopeful. I wonder, is there a difference between the genders? And the reason why I'm asking that, I grew up in a large family. There was four boys and, and four girls. Like there was one stage that could have been about maybe six teenagers in our house growing up with my poor dad. Mm. <laughs> Your poor mum. My poor mum as well. <laughs> but, and I was stuck in the middle of them all. My mum used to make little comments, you know, there's plenty more fish in the sea. When one door closes, the other one opens. Yeah. Every cloud has a silver lining. What's for you won't pass you. Or if something didn't happen, then it wasn't to be. And these were little, just little sayings. And like even to this day, she still has these little sayings. You know, these little sprinkles of hopefulness. But it's not something you hear us lads sitting around saying to each other after a football match, ah, oh, lads, you know, it wasn't for us this time. So I just, I, I, as you're talking there, as I'm listening to you, I'm wondering, are women more likely to be hopeful compared to us men? That's a good question, Anthony. And, you know, as you say it, it brings me back to how we look at the different ways that we grieve. 
I would have identified in my work that now not all men, I think men are coming more into looking at the emotions and staying with them. And that's maybe in the last 10, 15 years. But prior to that, you'd probably notice that men would be more instrumental in their grief. They would be more proactive. They would go out to the football pitch. They would go to work. They would work at a practical level from a head level. Whereas us women, Josephine, we have a tendency to sit with it, to talk about how we feel. So does that make us more in tune with hope yeah. to see the beyond, perhaps, that we're not yeah. now in this moment? Because one of the questions I have in my head is what are the steps? Like, what are the, the things I can do to strengthen hope or to repair? So I'm thinking very like a man, like, well, give me the five things I can do to go off and build my hope where maybe that's not what's needed. Maybe I need to sit more. Maybe males, maybe men do need to sit yeah. more. And appreciate more and acknowledge more. And like hope is all around us. You know, we know every day, We how do we know we're going to get up in the morning? Do you know, I think it's 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 fundamental to being a human being. Whether we think about it or not, and maybe that is different, sometimes we engage with it more than others. It is there. Going back to what you said earlier, Anthony, how do we develop it? How do we bring it more into our lives? And maybe that is that, that sitting, appreciating, acknowledging the small things that have happened. Every night when I'm, going to bed, I always say, today was a good day. I just lie and I say, today was a good day. And I'll pick out things that were a good day. And to me, that's gratefulness, of course, yes. Mm. But it's also hope for tomorrow. And I get up in the morning, I say, today will be a good day. And I'm hoping for a good day. So it's it's like that you put it out. You put out those vibes. You do. And it comes back. And I don't know, maybe, maybe <laughs> is that a difference between the genders, Anthony? Like, <laughs> one of the questions then, because as you're talking, I sometimes hear myself say, hope to God or hope to Jesus. And I'm not a particularly religious person, but are we hoping to someone or to something? A divine power or a higher power? A higher power, leaving it out to the universe. And that's our belief. It goes back to our belief. Do we believe in the higher power? Do we believe that the universe minds us? But that's where hope comes into us as well. And that's where hope is so helpful when we are really to the floor, when life is really hard. Because we, our strength is gone. We don't know what we want for life to get better. If we place it in the hands of whom, the higher power or whoever we believe in, it, or even the universe or whatever, it allows us then to have that hope. goes back to what I said earlier, when we hit rock bottom, mm. there's only one way to come and that's back up. And to follow on from what you were saying, Anthony, when I said hope is real for me, I think you might hear this when I say hope is a desire to dream. It's to wish for something. It's to expect. It's an expectation that has yet to come or to be experienced. So maybe if you looked into that, Anthony, and sat with it and sat with it, you know, as opposed to work out of the head and see what comes up for you, because it's part of a process anyway. And I'm just wondering what's coming up when you say, Anthony, I hope to God or I hope to whomever that they think this will work out. Are we really then tapping into our own inner resources? Are we giving ourselves permission then to know that we can do it? But it's just that we're putting it out there to give ourselves that permission that we can do it. We all have inner strength and inner resources we're not aware of. And we know when the chips are down, you know, that when we hit rock bottom, we usually do rise up, as you say, Bernie. So when we say that, I hope to whomever, that's putting a trust in ourselves that we can do the things, we can do the actions to make the good come, that really change and that improvement and something better come into our lives. And it really encourages our self-belief that we can do that. And it just motivates us to keep striving forward to better our lives. And it is all about manifesting new possibilities, isn't it? Because if we're in a place where we're feeling a sense of hopelessness or oh, the future looks bleak and feeling negative all of the time, 
then we're storing that into our conscious mind. But if we manifest new possibilities, which we feed into our subconscious, we can manifest hope, we can manifest peace of mind, we can manifest contentment, we can manifest good health, we can manifest anything. And once we feed that into our subconscious, which is our great protector, well, then the subconscious will come up and it'll seek information to validate that and support us. And it'll give us a new energy we send out into the universe. It's like that magnetic charge that we send out. And when we send out that vibe, Josephine, exactly, then that's what comes back to us. So I always tend to, in my work, now not with somebody that's really in a place of hopelessness and are really struggling, but somebody that I can work with and I can say, okay, let's look at it. Isn't it better to be powerful than powerless? Isn't it better to be hopeful than hopeless? Isn't it better to put structure at a time when there's uncertainty in your life? Isn't it better to put some order on the disorder? And at the end of it, doesn't that come down to well-being? And isn't well-being good being? Guys, thank you so much for coming in to chat with us today. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and I look forward to your next podcast. Until then, Slán Gofáil.